Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome to another edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman, and I have a wonderful guest with me today. And y'all are in for a treat. Uh, it's a peek behind enemy lines with uh, Tom Quartz of the Rams Beat. Tom, how's your day going, man? Hey, great, man. Thanks for having me. Any any day we're talking Rams Niners, is a, it's a good day, right? I mean, we're in the middle we're of the offseason and the dog days leading up to the draft. It's exciting, but... But uh, boy, we get a chance to to talk to each other about these great teams, and we're so lucky, right? We have this great window right in front of us, both teams, and you know the Rams got over the hump last year, and the Niners finally, you know. So it, it's a yeah, I love doing it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm thankful that you know we're not like the Seattle's and Arizona's of the situation. Like we're sitting, you know, it's just different, and the rivalry between these two teams. It could last for a very, very long time with the young coaches, the way these rosters are built, and all those things. And that's going to be kind of the focus that we're going to do today, that we're going to focus on, is the difference between the 49ers and Rams and how they build the rosters. Are they sustainable? Moving on. And this whole pairing got started because Tom reached out to me. We were talking, and I, I made a joke. I made a bad joke, uh, <laughs> which Tom didn't like, and I love it. So that's where we're going to start because I compared – and stop me if I if I'm wrong here. I compared the Rams roster building to the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, the, the Jordan Belfort story, where like the first half of the movie he gets away with everything and he's breaking the law and he's living this life of luxury, and then the second half of the movie everything comes crashing to a halt. So Tom, man, take me to court uh, and and tell me why I am wrong and why this roster that the Rams keep trading is sustainable. Yeah, so it's a it's a different kind of a strategy, and um, I don't think they certainly don't take any uh, credit for inventing it or uh, maybe evolving it a little bit or maybe taking it to an extreme. But yeah, I'll just take you through the the basics of the uh, of the strategy. So the strategy is based upon the concept of being extremely top heavy and extremely bottom heavy. So they pay big money to the players at what they deem to be high leverage positions, and that's the key. 
is that there's positions that are high leverage positions and then really limit compensation at what they deem to be the low leverage position. So on each side of the ball, there's like three high leverage positions. So on, on defense, the three high leverage positions are defensive line, getting to the quarterback, right? Aaron Donald, Sean Robinson, his backup. He's the, you know, the guy that really put the kibosh in the middle there. Uh, is that third defensive lineman in the Super Bowl did a great job, and of course at edge we have Leonard Floyd pay a lot of money to uh, doesn't you know kind of an unsung hero on that line because of Aaron Donald, and then when Von Miller came over the same thing the edge was a you know paying some big money um, and then right. cornerback with Jalen Ramsey so those are the three high leverage positions on defense and of course the the other two the safety and inside linebacker or low leverage positions where you have essentially entirely uh, you know, uh, players on, on rookie deals. Uh, and then there's the one exception. Everybody's going to ask, well, what about Bobby Wagner? And, you know, there's are always going to be exceptions to the rule. And this is a guy that they felt like, Hey, you get a, you know, this, this you know, great, fantastic player leader um, and stud for 9 million a year for a couple of years. Let's do it. Yeah. And I, and you know, it's funny because my, my inbox blows up. Why can't we get Wagner? How come they can? Uh-huh. And I, and I, I had to tell people like, dude grew up here like he's a southern california kid like this is going home for him at the end of his career like it makes sense um now and i I would argue this too because i I love what you said about all the premier top level highest paid players that you guys have there's not a lot of middle grade there and this is probably Mm -hmm. the most common critique of the rams is that man if there's an injury or two what happens yeah. Like what do they do there? Yeah. So then they uh just just to just to finish up real quick on the offensive side, and then we'll dive into that. Oh, but yeah. Obviously, sorry. At, uh, on offense, there's quarterback, obviously, everybody's high leverage position, Matthew Stafford, wide receiver, Cooper Cup, sign Allen Robinson, maybe bring OBJ back. Um, and then of course offensive tackle, which is another high leverage position for most most teams as well. So um Andrew Whitworth obviously was highly paid. Uh, Joe Noteboom got paid. 13 million to replace him. Rob Havenstein is, a, you know, one of the stud uh, right tackles in the league and he makes 9 million. So, and then of course the, the, all the rest of the, the uh, positions interior offensive line, um, all rookie deal guys last year that started uh, running back, all rookie deal guys, uh, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, Sonny Michelle, et cetera. And then tight end, there's the exception with Higby at about 8 million. And then there's, you know, Munt, there was Munt, he's gone, Blanton, Bryce Hopkins, who had a big Super Bowl. Um, guys like that. So there's really the there's the haves and the have nots, if you will, or you can call them the the top heavy and the and the complimentary right. players. There's a lot of names for them, but but that's the structure of it. But just to address your question, the the Rams have to stock up on guys that are on rookie deals that can contribute right away. That's the secret sauce because it's easy to go out and trade away all your you know, first and Which second we've seen round them draft do. picks. Yeah, that's what they've done. They they trade they traded away. You know, they traded away their first round you know, for 2016 uh, for Goth. They gave up two seconds and a third in 16, and then a first and a third in 17. Uh, Brandon Cooks 2018 gave up their 2018 first round pick to the Patriots. 2019, even when they had a first round pick, albeit it was the 31st pick, they traded out of the first round to take a second and a third. And the Ramsey trade gave up the first round picks for 2020 and 2021. And Stafford, uh, after that, 2022 and 2023, first round pick gone. And so that's what they do. 
you know, it's but a lot of people would say, well, it's easy to trade all your picks away for a star and then pay him a ton of money. And um, I would agree with that. It, it's not that hard to do it. And you don't hit on it all the time. And Goff and Cooks were bad deals. Right. And um, but Ramsey and Stafford were great deals. So uh, but the, that's the easy part. The hard part is the second part of the equation. In order to pay for those guys, you can't pay anyone else. Yeah. And you have to find a ton of guys that can contribute right away. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's really the, uh, the secret sauce. And they have a, a strategy for doing that. Uh, and they've done it and they've been successful um, at, at doing it. I mean, last year, the Rams had 10 players on rookie deals that played over half the snaps. More than and they're 50%. not high end draft picks either. And, the no, and they're all low. They're all low draft picks. Play. <laughs> they're all yeah. low. They're all third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round guys, right? And then, and then they had another ten players on rookie deals that played between twenty percent and fifty percent of the snaps. So that's twenty guys that played more than twenty snaps, and a lot of them were starters at those key positions or backups. Or then you had your, you know, you had your uh, your guys like. Uh, uh, you know, Williams, who was starting at corner and Van and Jefferson who was another receiver, even some of the guys that surround the, uh, the studs at some of those high leverage right. positions. So obviously the draft is incredibly important and stocking up on those late round picks is, is really key. And then selecting people that, uh, you know, they're not, they don't have to have star potential. They, right. they don't have to have high ceilings. They just need to be solid and have a byproduct of that. As you saw the Rams second year in a row, they didn't go to the, they didn't go to the uh, combine. They just yeah, they don't on... even <laughs> imagine like one of the worst jobs or needless jobs ever is like scouting your scouting department for the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> and again, if you look at the draft this year, I think this is interesting because it not only backs up what you just said, but it's they're extending it again. They do not have one pick in the top 100. Now they have a lot mm -hmm. of picks. They have a lot of picks. Eight picks. They have, yeah, they got eight picks. They got three picks in the sixth round and two picks in the seventh round. Well, yeah, third but, or fourth or fifth. And five of the eight picks, this is the key, right? I mean, if you say you trade away the picks. A lot of those trades that I just rambled off for the last five years, and by the way, McVay has never made a first-round pick since he's been the coach of the Rams, since he's been a head coach. That's an, an interesting stat. I think a lot of people know that. But um, but they also trade away. I didn't even mention some of the fourth-rounders and sixth-rounders that they that they gave up in some of those, uh, in some of those trades as well. So... The key thing is uh, to stock up on these late round uh, picks in the draft. They really rely on comp picks. So this is probably the biggest similarity between our two teams, yeah. the 49ers and Rams, because the 49ers are great at the comp pick equation. The Rams, y'all are getting four comp picks. Um, the 49ers would have got four, but we traded one away as well. But we also had the coaching hiring thing, which I think you guys did as well. Yeah, we uh, had pick a, a yeah, yeah, we had a um, we got a third rounder this in this draft. Our third round pick comes from Brad Holmes, who is an exec in the front office, Correct. being hired as the uh, as the GM of the Lions. So I got to ask you this question, and this this scares the death out of me, Tom. Like as a Rams podcaster, do you even like do draft? Like podcast, is that even like a thing? <laughs> we, it's so funny, yeah. We, I, <laughs> you would go and look at all these mock drafts and try and analyze, get all these analysts, right? I mean, because there's so many great, great, uh, 
uh, draft analysts and great draft podcasts. I mean, I just, I try and listen to them all and, you know, there's just love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it, but so rarely I have to turn I have to go to the very end. Like yesterday I was listening to one and they were covering cornerbacks, which is one of our two big positions of need cornerback uh, to replace Darius Williams and um, into your offensive line, right. To replace Corbett. So, uh, so I'm trying to find out where are we going to get these guys in the, you know, and our third round pick, it really isn't even a third round pick. It's a, it's, you know, yeah, it's, the four, it's like the beginning yeah. of the fourth round. Cause it's at the end so far deep in the end of the third, but so I'm, and you know, I have to go to the end of the podcast where they, everybody has their segment of sleepers. Right. So I listened to the last 10 <laughs> minutes of every job. What are the sleepers? You Maybe you can find some value late in the draft. And that's, yeah, that's where we live. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And some of the kind of beef I get is, man, we don't have the 49ers don't even have a first rounder this year, man. It's hard, it's hard to get excited for the draft. Well, we're picking 61. We've got three picks in the top 105. And I'm like, hey, man, it's different. Now, and I'm just gonna put this up there. This is what Steven put out there. And he wants to say, okay, but who did the Rams lose this offseason? Um, and does that make a big difference? Yeah, I mean, they they lose people every year. That's part, That's part of, of the what system. They do. Part of the system, right? I mean, yeah. this year, uh, uh, you know, we lost uh, Darius Williams, Austin Corbett was a starter, Sebastian Joseph Day, who got hurt. And but he at the beginning of the year, he was a he was, you know, Oboe Ronco. Those guys were two big studs before. Von Miller on the edge before Von Miller got there. Um, so, you know, they, 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 they're used to losing players. That's part of it. That's the only way you get comp picks is that when you let yeah. guys on rookie deals walk and it could be anybody, but for the Rams, it's mostly the rookie deal guys that they let them walk and uh, you get the comp picks. And then of course you don't, you can't, the other half of that is you can't sign guys to offset that right and but you um, don't have the money for that because you're attributing that to your top allocated players already right well or we sign a guy like uh, uh alan robinson right and he offset von miller walking in free agency but it doesn't matter because you can only get four comp picks yeah. and we already had four we had five 
So, and what um, people don't he, know either, Bobby Wagner doesn't count because right. he wasn't a free agent. He was released. So that doesn't, right. that's excluded from the comp pick. Right. There's uh, two exclusions. There's the guys that free agents that are cut aren't, don't have an offset. And then the, and then the other thing, which everybody should get excited about all around the league. And a lot of people don't seem to know this. Everybody's why aren't all these free agents, these existing free agents, uh, you know, like the honey badger, uh, Matthew and, 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 you know, some of these other guys who are still out there that are great free agents, why aren't they being signed? Well, the, re the reason is because if you sign them now, you lose, you get a comp pick offset, but yep. the comp pick offset goes away after the draft. So the Monday after the draft, and you, you go, you go sign any of those existing free agents uh, whose contracts expired, no more comp pick offset. So right after the draft, that's why there's an enormous amount of activity around the remaining free agents. Yeah, and the, the rounds of the free agency, you get all of your highly sought-off players first with the big contracts. Then the second round is, all right, let's get our cheap guys to keep our books balanced. And then the third wave is after the draft, which you spoke of. There's right. still so many studs out there. Stephon Gilmore, Honey yeah. Badger, uh, Will Fuller. Like you, Every single position, there are quality players available. You just have to wait because, again, teams like the 49ers, teams like the Rams are very – forward looking with how they're going to again build their roster and comp picks both of our teams you know and again if you just look across the nfl the patriots have made a killing doing this uh last year was the one year where they kind of like <laughs> threw that out the window but they were back in it yeah. this year where they're letting players go so uh, i want to go back to this question that steven had yeah and in your very unbiased opinion tom <laughs> i am my Hundred <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. Did the Rams roster improve, stay the same, or get worse this this offseason so far? So far, it's gotten worse, uh, and um, because if you just look, go down the list, and you know, quarterback is the same, running backs the same. Uh, uh, we picked up Allen Robinson, but lost uh, Robert Woods and and Odell Beckham Jr. We lost obviously to, to injury for a lot of the year, even if we do resign him. Uh, so you could consider that a wash. I have a, a, a super excited about Allen Robinson as a, a, our most uh, Rams fans that um, tight end stayed the same, but the offensive line is the big difference to me. I mean, Joseph Nopun, we have a ton of, I paid him $13 million a year and for uh, three years, a ton of uh, excitement and confidence in him. He, he showed up every time he had a chance, every time he was given the opportunity. So um, replace, but replacing Whitworth, you know, who knows? Uh, and, and, and he's young. So, uh, and then we re-signed Brian Allen, but didn't replace Austin Corbin. It's a big deal, right? Didn't replace uh, our, uh, um, our right guard. And we're right now we have a backup center, Coleman Shelton slated to replace him. So that's a big hole and a negative. Uh, and then on the defensive line was a, a wash um, at edge obviously Von Miller gone. Right. So now we're, and, and a lot of people say, Oh, well, the Rams had, you know, just as many sacks before Von got there, but Obo Rocco was a big part of that. He, he, we let him go for a comp pick. He signed with Houston. Uh, so kind of down to the uh, bare bones there, Leonard Floyd on one side is, is a lock. And then, you know, some other guys that we have a lot of confidence in Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis, Chris Garrett, et cetera. But um, inside linebacker, obviously a big upgrade. I mean, that was our worst position 
by yeah. far last year. Troy Reader was a yeah. disaster. Everybody it, it, ate him alive, and you guys. Every did. time we played you guys, that's where we attacked, whether oh. in the run game or pass oh. game. Like it was oh. that position was every bad. single time. And then uh, to top it off, our our uh, rookie deal guy, or our rookie was actually a, a, a first year rookie. You know, Ernest Jones did a great job, but he was hurt a lot. And um, so Trayvon Howard stepped in and did a good job. We signed him on a, uh, he was an exclusive rights free agent. Um, but, uh, you know, that's pulling in Wagner was a, a huge, uh, huge deal there for us. Cornerback uh, lost Darius Williams. Haven't signed anybody. Uh, have another uh, guy that was got a ton of playing time, Dante Dion. He's still an unsigned free agent. Now I'm hoping he comes back. Uh, we don't know. I haven't heard a lot about him. So, we have um, Jalen Ramsey and uh, who knows, you know, Robert Rochelle, right. David Long. We'll see. Right. Um, I expect a uh, uh, the in, the interior offensive line and the and the cornerback position to be key, um, you know, key focuses of our um, <laughs> you know third and fourth round picks, fifth round picks. Right. I love it. Safety, man. safety is just you know the same guys: Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott. Again, a bunch of guys on on rookie deals that are balling out um, with even with a deep bench, Terrell Burgess and some others. So uh, yeah, so there's a couple of holes. Um, I don't think we got better like per se at any position except for inside linebacker, which is a big one. Um, but uh, we did take a, a step back in the, on the offensive line and at cornerback and those uh, need to be addressed. You know, I think it's, you know, I did a whole, I went through every single NFC West team and contracts lost and contracts brought in yeah. all four NFC West teams were graded negative the entire division. It got worse. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Seattle by far, I think they got worse out of any team in the entire NFL. They have just uh. completely just, yeah, I, and I'll be honest with you, nothing makes me happier because the Seattle Seahawks have owned the 49ers yeah. since Russell Wilson's arrived. So, like me, in the back of my mind, I'm like, ooh, that's like two extra divisional wins. And again, I know I'm counting my chickens before they hatch. Yeah. But like, that's the excitement level. You guys have played Seattle relatively well. You're not like us. Yeah, but we were owned by a different team in the division. <laughs> mm, I wonder who that was. So, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. But the, the uh, you know, just going back to this, obviously this is pre-draft. And whereas uh, even though the Rams have don't have a first or a second rounder and this, you know, really late 102, you know, three-digit, you know, third rounder, uh, there's still a lot of reliance on that as I kind of just went over. So, um, you know, it's still early. There's still a lot of free agent activity to take place. And I'm not, uh, you know, people say, well, the Rams get better or worse or did, you know, any of these teams. Uh, it's it's not over yet. And um, I do expect that the Rams will uh, come out of this going into camp and going into the uh, preseason with a roster that was as strong or stronger than last year. So um, while right now, as it sits, it isn't and there's some holes to fill. Uh, I think they will fill them and not just through the draft, but through other free agent signings, maybe some trades and so forth. I like it. I like it. Steven asked this question. He says, John, do you think it'll be the Niners Rams in the next season NFC championship again? I, I want it to be that. I want to play you guys three times a year. I live in Los Angeles. And so it's my backyard as well, which is fun. But I, I could say this. If we're looking at NFC power rankings, I have a very difficult time putting anybody ahead of either the Rams or the 49ers. Do you agree, Tom? I agree. I, I agree. I think that, uh, 
you know, everybody, Tom Brady comes back and all of a sudden this team that was completely out of it is now all just, you know, all of a sudden top contender again. And, you know, they lost a lot of guys and I know they brought back some of those, you know, some of them when Tom Brady came back and whatnot, but anyway, I'm not sold on them. Uh, Green Bay. I mean, you guys took them down when they had, you know, their receiving core intact and now they don't. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, who knows how motivated Aaron Rodgers is going to be. Um, so I, I, I think the NFC is certainly wide open. Uh, and you know, if I, if you had, if I, you, you said pick two teams that are going to be in the NFC championship, I think it's the Rams and the Niners. So I yeah. agree with your, uh, I agree with your guy. And now we got to play the games, you know, and, and that's going to be the fun thing. Now, who who do you want that home opener to be? You guys were the Super Bowl winner, so you get that Thursday home opener. Uh, you've seen the schedule. Is there a team that kind of sticks out to you that you really? Because it's been mentioned that hey, it could be the Niners getting that Thursday uh, game in LA. But is there another team that you're like, ooh, I really hope they bring this one for the season opener? Yeah, um, I I could be. I think they could feature some of those. Uh, uh, they could feature some of those AFC West, NFC yeah. West games. I think there's a lot of really attractive games in there, and Gosh, they would love nothing more than to lead off the year featuring the two best divisions in the you know each of the different conferences. The AFC West is obviously stacked, and uh, and they're you know who we get to play as the NFC. We all get to play uh, all of them once. So uh, you guys get to see Russ again. Your old, <laughs> no, your, old, <laughs> your old buddy. We can't get rid of him, man. We can't get rid of him. <laughs> so maybe the Chargers. I don't know. I mean, the Rams, Chargers. I don't know. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a, the Chargers are one of my favorite, and they are. I say this every year. I feel like um, one of just like they seem primed to make a decent run, and then of course their whole division just goes ham in the off season and bringing in all these crazy people and whatever else. But yeah, the AFC West. Now I have felt for probably the past two to three years the NFC West was the prominent division in the NFL. I don't think we could say that anymore, um, and the fact that we get to play them. Uh, all those games, that's going to make it even more fun. So we're going to yeah, get they're to just see. top to bottom, right? We have we have yeah. Seattle, and um, I still think uh, I still think Arizona will show up, but um, especially they, early in the season, especially in the season, and people think they fold. It's not what happens; they just don't have depth. I mean, I think your uh, you know your your guy earlier asked about that in terms of um, you know what happens when people get hurt or whatever. Well, the Rams have have always had depth; they had fantastic depth last year. A lot of guys stepped up, and even in the Super Bowl, you saw it. We had our fourth string tight end, you know, caught four passes. Fourth string guy, right? Um, so there was a lot of uh, obviously there was the COVID stuff and a lot of injuries, but uh, with with uh, Arizona, they just get a few injuries and it is over. I mean, you get you lose Hopkins. And uh, they lost a couple of their cornerbacks and it was curtains. I mean, he had nobody yeah. behind him, and it's Kyler Murray or bust. And, and that's why he got so frustrated. Uh, but yeah, they just don't have the depth. So if they stay healthy, uh, you know, I think they will be contenders, but Seattle's a mess. And, and uh, uh, you know, we did that, that round table with you. I think you, you came on as our, San Francisco. That was guy. a fun episode. But and and did, real uh, quick, can you let the, I, I apologize. I didn't do this very well. Can you let everybody know where they can find your stuff? Because you put out some great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rams up, uh, LA Rams up podcast. Um, and I uh, find it on all the podcast stations. Uh, and, uh, I'm on, it's actually Mark Burns podcast. I'm on there a lot with him. Uh, and, uh, you know, sort of a, a de facto co-host, but we, you know, we do a lot of, so we, we did the round table with, with you of the 49ers. And then we also did one, 
um, with the uh, with Arizona and with Seattle. So we covered those as well, three days in a row. I think they dropped last week. And um, so, yeah, really good stuff. And a really in-depth look at our entire, uh, at our entire NFC West. And um, I think we all, I think we all ought to do more of that, right? We, we play each other and, and we get into our little bubbles, but uh, having these kinds of conversations, I just love it. Yeah. I think it's beneficial because we get the outside looking in, but you know, with the amount of time that I spend on the 49ers roster and film and stats and all those things, you just develop an appreciation and a knowledge of these things. And, you know, talking with you, Tom, like, again, I've learned things like I've I don't like the things I've learned. I'll be honest, uh, but <laughs> I have learned things. Um, so it, one more question that I want and I asked you this earlier, but I left your podcast thinking, I don't know. And so I wanted to rephrase this question. Your head coach, Sean McVay, he's incredible. Um, yeah. By far one of the best, if not, you know, he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think everybody would agree with that. Would you put he's the a over? Disciple of, uh, sorry to interrupt, but a disciple yeah. of obviously comes comes right off of your guy, right? And, uh, and uh, you know, until the championship game, your guy, it was a uh, mentor-owned owned disciple. Yeah. <laughs> Six sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, that's okay. You want to interrupt you and praise Kyle Shanahan. You do that anytime. <laughs> now, would you put the over under on four years less or more? If you had to bet, how long will Sean McVay stay the head coach for the Los Angeles Rams? Well, I will answer a question with a question. Oh, a philosopher. How long? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dead <laughs> giveaway. How long will Matthew Stafford be yeah. our quarterback? I, I think we, uh, I peg, I peg Sean McVay. He'll be there as long as Stafford is. Those guys see eye to eye and love each other. I love, you know, coaching each other. Obviously, rap, I mean, Cup's going to be around, um, you know, Donald signing a new deal. So there's these key players that'll be there, but Stafford's the key. I mean, the, the pain that he went through trying to coach a team quarterback by Jared Goff, he would have quit. Yeah, if he hadn't got another quarter, I, I honestly believe he wouldn't do it anymore. And he would have gone straight to the booth. Uh, it was no fun for him at all. He's having a blast now. And that's why he stayed. He would have got to pay a lot of more money. Yeah. And he stayed. So uh, he stayed because he loves it. And he's having a great time. And uh, I think the Rams, uh, I think his, his fate is tied to uh, Stafford. So if Stafford's around another five years or something like that, I mean, he just signed his deal for, for uh, I think for four uh, maybe five, um, but you know how those deals get redone. But um, I think that that's the answer to your question. I think he will leave a lot earlier than your average head coach. He's not going to be Bill Belichick or Andy Reid or or, or or John Harbaugh, one of these guys uh, uh, sticks sticking around forever. Um, I think he'll he'll hit the booth at an early age, and uh, but um, he'll be around for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's interesting because in the past you would have to be fired. And then you would get a broadcasting job as like a backup, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I got to do something. Now, the broadcasting pay with the TV revenue has gone through the roof. Thanks a lot, Tony Romo. And now, yeah. like, they're poaching prominent top coaches out of the league. We almost lost our GM, right? Yeah. So, John Lynch almost went uh, back, which I think eventually that's where he's going to be. But, you know, he said he wants to win a Super Bowl, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, it, it's a weird interesting time because there's so much money in this sport which is a good thing um and yeah man this has been an absolute blast tom you're such a 
chill person to talk to. I appreciate your nuanced perspectives and not just blatant homerism, which I'm probably much more uh, guilty of than you are. <laughs> so uh, sorry about that. But uh, no, yeah, no. If you, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. So I, I just was actually curious, uh, curious if it just a quickly, um, you know, it's kind of I went through those those high leverage positions and low leverage positions. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I was just trying to think of the 49ers side of it. And if, uh, uh, you know, like a linebacker, um, you know, just signed a, a huge deal. Right. And uh, and some of these positions that the Rams have, you know, very little value for the Niners seem to, to have some more value for. Um, so. You know, I, just I would wanted... argue, I would argue that they don't they they value leadership, and they value developed talent. So if you look at like lesser positions, whether that's tight end or linebacker or fullback, right? Which fullback is a little bit of an outlier in this answer. But Fred Warner was a third round pick. George Kittle was a fifth round pick. They played to the top of their position, and were able to extend them while in their rookie deals. Now, I would probably argue, I'm not sure another extension, how that's going to play out because of the cap numbers and all those things. 49ers have no cap space as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is on this roster. Um, but it, it is interesting because the draft capital would say they don't value those positions at all. I mean, Aziz, he was a undrafted free agent. He's played up to – he's played mm -hmm. incredibly. Drake Greenlaw, six-round draft pick. but Maybe a fifth round. I don't want to be wrong on that. But, yeah, it's interesting because – the culture that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have created has been a very pro locker room, very pro team friendly, player friendly. Like it, it's very cohesive. People want to come play there, not as much as LA probably, but much more so than other teams around the league. Now the issue is with Debo, they set the precedent that they extend players in camp. And that's what they're going to do. And John Lynch has been out there saying over and over and over again, yeah, we're, you know, we budgeted it for him. We have it in the books. We're going to plan this. But then sometimes you get players that are just impatient and doing all that other stuff. And so we'll have to see. This is a new one because we didn't have this with Kittle. We didn't have this with Warner. We didn't have this with Trent Williams. We didn't have this with those uh, players. So uh, it is a little bit different. I, I do agree with you there. Yeah, he obviously has his uh he has an agent that has been cashing in on these wide receivers and yeah. um you know he's uh uh he, he you know he's putting himself out there at risk too. I mean this is a guy who who probably needs to get a, a a solid contract going into this season given how much the uh Shanahan puts him through coming out of the backfield and taking yeah. on I mean he's not taking on uh, he's great at taking on backs at safeties um uh, a lot of you know wide receiver big studly wide receivers are but he has to take on linebackers and uh, and <laughs> defensive linemen and, and edges, and uh, he has to get through all of them. And um, you know he's taken, so he does a great job at it. Obviously, I mean, he, you know, he's blowing up. Certainly, blew up our linebackers. That was embarrassing. But um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, he's putting himself at risk, and so I can see why he wants to get paid. Right. And uh, he deserves it. He'll get paid. He's got to sign with the Niners. All this stuff we'll laugh about later on. But the Niners have their way of doing things. And, you know, the one time they've been, all right, we're going to move away from this was the DeForest Buckner trade. Right. And, you know, probably something that our fa our fans don't want to hear is DeForest Buckner was incredible. By far one of my favorite players that's ever worn the 49ers uniform is that he had deficiencies in the run game. And that was a major issue that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch said, we want to get better versus the run. And so that's why that trade took place. Um, 
And whether that was a successful trade or not, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. Uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just the strategy. And I think uh, the, the Niners in, in looking at uh, how the Rams stack up in terms of making use, uh, getting quality snaps out of rookie deal guys, uh, they're, they're by far and away, you know, lead the league in that category. And, and it's out of necessity um, and design, but, uh, but the Niners are right there. The Niners had, uh, I think, seven guys. Uh, if I remember that, that had more than uh, on rookie deals that had more than fifty percent of the snaps. That's uh, I did um, not know that. Yeah, I think it was a, a lot of guys. It was uh, uh, so well. Brunskill, he was out there in, in, in every play, right? And uh, uh, Fred Warner, Ayuk, uh, Bosa, Debo, um, Alshier, and uh, Mosley. So. Um, uh, you know, and then a couple other guys, Mitchell and uh, McGlinchey that were in the 40s. So a lot of guys, you got a lot of young guys contributing as well. So the difference is probably that we're intentionally don't resign most of our rookie deal guys because we have to rinse and repeat. We get the comp pick, go back to the draft because we can't pay them. We can't we just can't pay right. those guys because we're so top heavy. So it's out of design. It's not out of desire. We would love to have kept Joseph Day or or, you know, some of these guys. Right. But um, we just can't afford to pay them middle tier money. It's just not in the, you know, when you're paying Ramsey and Donald and cup and Stafford and so forth and so on. So I think that's the big difference between the two teams that you guys get a lot of, a lot of quality rookies draft well, and, and then, um, and then try to resign them, the ones that really work out. And then there's uh where the Rams intentionally do not resign them. Right. And, and even like our middle tier guys, like obviously Warner Kittle, those guys, you know, they're exceptions, but guys like Kerry Hyder or guys like, you know, DJ Jones, we will offer them deals and we'll say, look, we can pay you this, but we don't offer top dollar. So if you're at the top of your position, 49ers are going to pay you. If yeah. you're not, we can give you a team friendly deal here. If not, we get it. Go make your money. Um, and then uh, even with Kerry Hyder, right? Like he has yeah. eight and a half sacks with us. We say, sorry, man, here's what we can do. No, he goes and gets paid. He's right back with us the next year. So like, yeah, you sure it's grass is green or other places. You got to check you, and make sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Seattle. Cause we got a comp pick and we got him back on a cheaper deal. <laughs> right. uh, and I wanted him to be successful, just not for Seattle. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's right. So yeah, it's going to be a great year. Let's continue the conversation as things come up and, uh, uh, yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. I love it, Tom, man. It, awesome. Again, go follow this guy on Twitter at Ramsbeat. If you want to have legit conversations between rivals, and that's what it's all about, growing the community and being respectful of each other and learning, man, if you just stop and listen, we can all learn some stuff, man, and respect each other. So Tom, thank you. Really appreciate your time, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Bye-bye. All right. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. 
For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.